Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to loaf. You know what they say about playing the game? You can't hear it today. I said now. Welcome back to Legal Counsel for the first time, 2018. Calling as always, our Hong Kong board rugby league board member Jack Muir, based now in Melbourne. Are you still a board member, mate? Uh, no, I relinquished that, but I'm also I'm a big part of it now. We're back. It's been the people have spoken. They wanted us to come back. We're probably two rounds late. If we were really professional. The other thing is, though, are you sure you're recording this? Because I'm, I'm just scared we're going to have some technical issues early on, like we did in the early days. I mean, our loyal listeners would have seen us um, mature into, you know, adequate podcasters, yeah. almost like, you know, John Morris was a fringe first grader. Semi-professional. Well, John Morris played 300 games. Is that the most surprising stat he's out the of worst all the games? Player to, he's the worst player to play 300. He's He was so fringe. He can't have been on more than eighty grand a year every year he played. No, I think that those couple of years oh, for that good Parramatta side, he would have um, he would have been on a couple of hundred, wouldn't he? Yeah, maybe in the later years when the she salary cap went up. But I mean, you talk a good Parramatta side. Is that an oxymoron? Is that the right word? Well, look. They are it's one of the most underachieving clubs in our lifetime, in our rugby league watching lifetime. You know. All right, I want to get to that. I want to get to that in a bit. But do you think we cover off? Um, we've parted ways with Rugby Pass. Um, so oh yeah, just I suppose do, to mention it. Do you want to fill us in on what happened there with Rugby Pass? So what happened there? Well, what happened was somebody was hacking into my. Nah, just joking. Um, but what happened was. Uh, they were the NRLs. Uh, they showed NRL in Asia. The NRL in their digital, uh, let's say, strategy have went out by themselves to. Um, you can actually purchase a NRL league pass, mm-hmm. similar to the NBA league pass or NFL okay. pass, in, in any part of the world now, other than Australia, New Zealand, the Pacific Islands. So, to be honest, rugby league pass has lost the league, and now they're just rugby pass. And one thing that wasn't very good was they didn't tell their subscribers. So we had a lot of um, uh, leagues in Hong Kong that were like, what? They didn't even tell us. And they're getting rid of the league and still charging us, which I thought maybe ethically it's not the right way to go. But, you know, when you're in a business where you're just taking money off people's credit cards, it's probably not in your interest to tell people, right? Yeah, I think that um, many people out there who probably got fines from Blockbuster Video will be probably um, having the same conversation with you, probably getting stung about nine years later with people getting late fees. Or library, like early um, library fees. Was that like, was that the most pitiful early, kind what? of... Early, you got your, your charge if you took it back too early. Sorry, like uh, I'm late. going back a few years here. So like in terms of getting fined, was there anything less offensive than a library fine? Or a video fine. I used to just thumb my nose at them, like fifty dollars. <laughs> what? Were they, how are they going to? Um, how are they going to get that money back off me? Because you go Be back with the video and you'd play a dollar at a time. So theoretically, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're paying like five dollars for if you wanted a Rambo First Blood out again. But <laughs> you know, you you just used to. I remember moving away from uh, my hometown, and I would have six or seven different. Um, video stores with some good solid fines on them and they always used to say it affects your credit rating but fuck off it did <laughs> well I mean didn't you I mean to be honest I got most of my movies co- uh, taped off um, 
Sky movies and then just rewatch them like uh, you know Home Alone and stuff like that where you pull pulled out at Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Did you ever um, pause the ads? But you, you Nah, because well, maybe I did. I can't remember. But in hindsight, pausing the ads would have been the dumbest idea ever. That's probably just some of the most entertaining thing when you look back on old TV now is seeing what was advertised back then. Yeah. You know, I, I totally like a, agree. Like a computer with absolutely no memory going for $4,500, which would have been like half someone's pay, like yearly salary for just a computer, you know, to see how far we've come. I remember in the early internet age, and we're talking sort of 97 to 99. Uh, remember that noise? Oh, the dial-up sound. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was someone else calling in from Skype there. Um, how long, how long? Did the porn photos take to load up? Ah, <laughs> oh, mate. It and was, it always started from the top down? It was. I'll tell you this. It was bloody <laughs> difficult to jack off. Like, these kids these days don't know how easy they had it. Like, to try and start jacking off to porn and having to stop until a page slowly pixelates its way down your TV screen and you're basically halfway through. But they, they don't, don't know, know how lucky they, they are. Missing, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, lucky, but also, it was also, you didn't, yeah, it was just a different experience, I guess. We used our imaginations a lot more. Like, scenario-based wanking was a lot, you know, more. You're very scenario-based, I know that. Um, anyway, back to early internet days, speaking of taping stuff, my brothers and I used to tape David Tour fights, um, new famous New Zealand heavyweight, and send those tapes, package them up, find almost like a video pen pal on the net, and send them across and swap them for other um, American boxing that we weren't didn't have access to, and then also like buy yeah. like random NBA games from the eighties, buy them by video, and then eight weeks later that arrived. Fuck me, that was better than Christmas. I can tell you that. Jeez, and those are the yeah. I mean, well, we don't know how lucky they are. I mean, to be honest, they we get to uh, put our thoughts on rugby league out to the millions of rugby league fans out there. I mean, we wouldn't ever be able to do this um, a few years ago. I mean, most of our rugby league chat, most of my deep rugby league chat back then was in the Christchurch Boys High School library reading pit Mm. um, when we got rugby league week. And it was sort of, they put it in a manila folder. And, you know, there was nothing like sitting down in that that reading pit with a few of your mates on a wet day and just going, everyone going through the uh, Rugby League Week ratings out of rankings. 10. I mean, yeah. those memories, yeah, the rankings, I'll, I'll never forget those. Now, so, <clears throat> you know, I can remember Preston Campbell. The... What did Preston Campbell, was that his M year? Uh, no, 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 before when he, when he came in for the Sharks and they called him Apricot. Because he wasn't quite a peach, because he came in to replace he replaced David Peachy. That is brilliant. David Peachy was injured, and they had this little indigenous fella that wasn't because he wasn't quite as good back then, and they called him an apricot because he wasn't quite a peach. But he actually won Dallium the two thousand and two year. Not for the shark. Yeah, uh, for those of the Panthers. No shark. You're right. He Pretty did. Sure. Maybe no, because O2 I wasn't. It's you're right because O2. O2. Oh, too, yeah. When we beat them in the – Warriors beat them in the yes. semis. Yeah, you're right. But this was before that because I was at school last year. It was 2000. So it was either 99 or 2000 when he made his uh, first-grade debut. debut. Um, anyway, we digress. Yeah. Basically, so Rugby Pass is no longer with us. We're looking for sponsors. You, How many beers did you have when you were attacking them on Twitter? Uh, a, l- a few, yeah. Yeah. Insane. I Big shout out to Richard North. We're still a big supporter of him and uh, everything he does on Rugby North, Rugby Pass. It probably wasn't his decision. He's a big rugby league man who actually 
um, went for the job of the CEO of South Sydney, and he got to be a finalist. Who, who so, got it? who got it in the end? Uh, well, who replaced Shane Richardson? Don't know, but it wasn't Northy. But you know, he's that guy's not doing that well. Two losses for the Rabbitohs in a row. Um, you've got big, you got big question marks on their halves. Yeah, I do, mate. But um, you know, where do we start? Where do we start with rugby league? Where, like, well, I, mean, I was going to start. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Two games in. Just tell me three things you've learned in those two rounds. Just off the top of your head, mate. This is what the people want to hear. How important coaching is. Oh. To quote, mate. To modern yeah, day rugby league, like how valued coaching is. Um, okay. That's one. Yeah, what's number probably, two? And, and, and I don't need to elaborate on these. We'll, leave, we'll get into it. But I mean, I'm thinking Ivan Cleary, what he's done with that Tigers Wait, I don't outfit. want to I want short and sharp. Okay. And then we'll have, so one, that's one. Number two, the, the footy is alive and well in the Hunter. Like the fact that we've got Newcastle back in our game adds a lot to the competition. And three, yes. the Warriors are the real deal. And I've seen enough to know in my lifetime yeah. when something's different. Yeah, okay. Third, three things I've learned. Um, not as many injuries this year in the first two rounds. Touch wood. Like, no, we haven't any, like, season enders, like, which you usually get in the first two rounds, which well, is... Got one, um, I've just got one to report to you. Oh, well, no, third, don't tell me. For the third no, consecutive no. season, a favourite of yours, Sam Kendry's done his ACL. Again. You're kidding. Yeah. He is the most... And the Panthers have showed so much loyalty to him. Mm. Okay, so that's number one. So that's that one's blown out, and I haven't learnt that anymore. Um, the other one is, yeah, you just can't judge a team on paper in the NRL. And I think this relates back to your coaching. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the, the sum is, what's that saying? The whole is greater than the sum of the parts, especially in this great competition we call the NRL. And the third thing I've learned is that um, Supercoach does actually have some uh, potential to be quite fun and enjoyable uh, as a fantasy option. Yeah, so so Supercoach, I've been a big, and as have you, a big NFL fantasy man yep. for over a decade now. Yep. What, and I've always said to myself, I didn't want to get involved in the Supercoach, um, mainly due to the NS yep. having a fantasy sports play all year round. But I didn't like the idea that you can anyone in your whole league can own the same player. It so, doesn't do that anymore. I refuse to play Classico. Oh. We're in the draft. Yeah, I've got a draft now. Like we do the normal, it's like a draft, like a Belushi Bowl draft and stuff like that. Oh. Way better. Yeah. Ooh. And who's in your league? Have you got like a Melbourne league? So no, no, Ozdog uh, just texted me out of the blue one day and said, oh, do you want to coach, do a super coach team? And I was like, well, yeah. Oh no, as soon as I said to him, it's not that one where everyone picks mm. the same player, right? And he goes, no, nah, no, nah, it's draft. Because and I've learned all this new terminology they've got. Like the classic guys called these guys. Um, oh, I can't remember what they call. Oh, a POD. So a POD is a, a point of difference. So mm. what happens is towards the end of the season in Classico, everyone's team end up the same. Yeah. That you basically just throw in a new player to try and. Oh yeah. Anyway, that's shit. A draft's a way to go. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, um, so those are the three things I've learned. Just going back to your comment before on. Um, John Morris, the worst 300-game player. Um, just looking at a list of the 31 players to play 300 games in the NRL and two recent graduates, Billy Slater, Jonathan Thurston, um, 300-301. Billy Slater, someone said the other day, and admittedly, 
it was um, one of the big sort of commentators saying that he'd completely changed the fullback position and, you know, was arguably an immortal. Am I on an island here or is Billy Slater obviously a very, very, very good player, but incredibly overrated for what he does in the football field? Like, is he, if he wasn't fast, would you even be talking him in the same breaths as some of those other great fullbacks? Um, he's just a speed guy, I, like, isn't he? I think- He's a speed guy. He's got courage. He's a bit of a grub, which you need in league at the top the, level. The most underrated grub in the comp. Oh, definitely. Uh, and I'll tell you who's the most overrated grub in the comp, who's actually a big cuddly bear, is Kenny Edwards. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen him play in a while because he's not even on the in the starting 17. Yeah, okay. But no, I agree. That winds me up. When they start saying... He has changed the fullback. That's yeah. outrageous. Carmichael Hunt did the way he just hit it up. It was changing the game. I, I totally agree that Carmichael Hunt's impact on the game and his first sort of 100 games, you compare that to Billy. The way that Carmichael Hunt came into the game, you're right. He was taking the ball from his own end goal and running as hard as he possibly could. Oh. into. And someone who actually does that right now, sometimes, believe it or not, Darius Boyd, he's probably curved his attacking yep. sort of nature because of injuries. But I think Darius all-round skill level is a lot higher skill level than Slater. I think Slater's underrated part of his game is his defensive positioning. If you bomb, now he'll be there to make an attempt at catching. He's almost on the right on the spot where the kickers kick it. The other underrated part to his game is his shitness under the high ball in huge moments. Always drops big bombs. We've just just said that a lot. I mean, to be honest, you can't take away the success he's had though, right? Um, and that's... He's, a, he's a great. He's an all-time great. I just have a. I have take exception for people saying that he changed the game. Where in my eyes, that speed was really his, you know, defining um, characteristic. And I'm not willing to say that someone changed the foot position of you know a football player when speed is that. You know, you're blessed with speed, but it's it's more you know, it's the intangible yep. stuff is when you change the position, isn't it? Uh, agreed. And the other thing is that uh, I'm looking at the list now. The other thing about the list you need to think about is somebody said the other day, the, one of the greatest, uh, I think it was Symes on the basketball forum, but one of the greatest traits is being on the field. Do you know what I mean? If you're injured, you can't really offer much to your team, can you? So, I think, his, I think his, um, his quote was, the best ability is availability. Yeah, exactly. So it sounded like it came straight from an ESPN website or something like that. Yeah. But that... That to me is an underrated um, uh, trait in any sport, and I, I always use Glenn McGrath. Right, mm. on his at face value, he wasn't a Shane Bond. No, he wasn't a Dale Stain or no. even a Brett Lee or anything. But or he could Kisigo, actually because how do you say Kisigo, Kisigo, Kisigo Rabada. Yes. So he what? But his so because you could rely on him, he was just worth that much more and. And I don't know, I guess one of the top five Australian fast bowlers of all time. Totally. I mean, look at a guy like who I've criticised heavily in the past, but have grown, have come around full circle on him. And admittedly, he was a dead set turnstile in the early doors. Jared Croker. He, I think he's been in the league for 10 years now. Now, he's going to play 300 games. He might be the game's, I think I'd put money on him being the the game's top ever point scorer by the time he retires. Uh, wow, and he's he's that he's been available, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, mate. And I'm just as we speak, I'm just going to look up all-time point scorers. Um, 
and then we'll get to that. What's, what did you take away from uh, week two? And admittedly, week one, let's just focus on the top two. Um, obviously, we were a bit late this year. We didn't do our previews. And to be honest, that's my fault. There was a real dark time for me from November to to February where I thought if I oh, I've anything. never seen you lose so much faith in this great game of ours. You just were not interested in it. And to be honest, if the Warriors were zero and two, I don't think we'd be recording this. I, if I we can, were, I can tell you. I mean, I got when you when you haven't made the final since two thousand eleven. That's one thing. But when you lose back to back games in a World Cup to Tonga and Fiji, combining that with this all time Warrior just decimation that has yeah, got me in a bad spot but you know what one win later against the bunnies and I'm completely back and then you throw another Titans win on top of that but it was a shit Titans win yeah we played poor, but as they look, what about that saying that our oh, good teams win when they play poorly but we've actually done that a couple of times the last few years yeah and mate, we've ended up being a poor team we defended our line like we were actually pretty lucky that the Titans had a few things go against them, go against their way but the fact is that we defended our line a lot in that 77 uh, minutes and only had one try at the end, mate that's a good football side to do that, doesn't matter how talented or not talented the Titans were they had a lot of position in our 20 and an old Warriors side would have cracked and we were also 3 or 4 passes away from you know winning 40-2 to so I look at it and saying winning ugly it wasn't quite winning ugly but that's just what the Warriors haven't done in the past is win games yeah. that they haven't performed that well. Yeah, agree, agree. I mean, it wasn't a great crowd there either. I mean, well, what do you think of do the crowd so them? far? Do you blame them? No, They've been scarred their whole life. Like, they need to see it a little bit more, just like the Aussie pundits who say, you know, great win by the Warriors, but we need to see that after five or six rounds. Um, what do I think of the crowd so far? They've been pretty disappointing, haven't they? I, I think don't know. they haven't had many Roosters games, which helps. Um, but oh, if you their nights will be full, like, oh, but they're always full, right? Um, there's fifty eight odd thousand. Look, you know me; I'm not one of those guys that carries on about crowds. I actually think it's an overrated, paid, overrated part of the game. In fact, I was thinking about this new Parramatta Stadium. Let's um, instead of actually building grandstands, right? You just build four massive like high defin- definition screens hmm. that are vertical at the two goal at the two dead ball line ends and the sidelines hmm. and you put a virtual crowd on hmm. and it's full house every day you have really good speakers that make the noise feel like the crowd and you can't even tell if it's a crowd or not and then you don't have to worry about you know crowd control you don't have to pay the security guards people can stay at home and what it looks revenue? good on home what about revenue what what about revenue well do you know I actually think revenue from gate takings is an overrated um, uh, re- revenue the, stream the clubs have got to make money that's their number one apart from no that'd be no, their no, number no. one source no, of no, money no 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 it's not it's still the handouts from um, the NRL from Fox Sports yeah okay but come on then taking away that's ticket sales make up money I, I, I like where your head's at in terms of Let's just say Homebush Stadium, great example. They're never going to get a full home ground for a Bunnies or a Dogs game. So why not fill them with a few fake fans? I see where your head's at. Um, yeah, because, yeah, you know, and that's the way to go. Or even if you just, or, no, 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 I was thinking it the other day. So the new Parramatta Stadium, instead of a blue seat, on the seat you just have a, um, a TV on the back of it. So if no one's sitting there, you just put a face on it. <laughs> 
All right. We, no, you put a face on the seat behind it, which makes it look like that guy's sitting in the seat in front of it. Do you know what I mean? I think I think so. Um, just uh, Jared Crocus, currently the 13th all-time leading scorer, 30 points behind James Maloney. So he's on 1,636, and our Masri's top on 2,400, Cameron Smith second on 2,200, Thurston on 2,068. So Croker, another 800 points, 150 a year, five and a half seasons. You'd think you'd do that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd think so. I'd think you. I'd think so. Yep. I think uh, so. All right. Going back to two rounds in, what stood out at you? Who who are the pretenders and who are the contenders out of these teams that I'm going to list through? Just a few randoms here. Bulldogs. Pretenders. How low do you think they'll go this year? They're going to be fighting out for the spoon, aren't they? Bottom three. Oh, fuck. Have we ever said that apart from a non-salary cap rotting Bulldog side? Yeah, 2009 or something, wasn't it? They had one bad year, didn't they? Yeah. And then he um, sacked halfway through and Jim Dimmick came in. Was that that year? Yes, to help out. Yeah, yeah. so they're pretenders. You know that. Why are you asking me that? I just wanted to put you on record. Now, okay. It's not going to be overreaction central here. We're two weeks in. Paramount yeah, Eagles. I know, I know. And that's why I'm now, this been... is a side that I think everyone... Uh, I can't, they're not pretenders. I, I agree. But everyone pre-season, it was pretty much agreeing on the fact that Cowboys, Eels, Roosters were three top four, and then Storm was the four top four. That was pretty much everyone I talked that's to around pre-season tipping, that was the top four. No sharks. No, I, th- I mean I'm, I'm saying general as a general comment. Now of okay. those teams, now you've got to say Cowboys. Yep, I still think they're pretty comfortable top four. Storm's a pretty good bet as well. Um, but the Eels. Look, I, I haven't seen much media today, but is anyone saying Manly are maybe contenders? Okay, let's look at the Premiership odds, right? Uh, the Dragons are into 11s with the Panthers. Roosters, 5.50. Yep. Storm, 6 bucks. Cowboys, 5.50. So everyone thinks that they are still three of the top four. And then you've obviously got the Dragons, as I said, and the Panthers at 11s. And then the next sort of teams, you've got a 15, the Broncos. And then 17s are the Sharks in the 13th place. And the Eels in last place, 16th. And then the big movers up the top, if you look at the teams that have surprised, the Knights at 26, the Tigers at 34, and always the biggest fluctuators with the odds. They always have a decent odds with the tab, or sports bid in this case. The Warriors at 23, so they've come in from the rank outsiders. Um, Titans at the back of the pack at $81. Um, the Titans... They were my wooden spooners preseason. I cannot see them finishing at the bottom. I think Garth Brennan knows how to coach. He's one of those guys like, um, you know, those career coaches that sort of come out of nowhere and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, like a Trent Robinson, a young coach, you know. And then Trent Barrett. I I laughed when I um, heard he'd become a um, head coach. I just thought he was just an ex-sexiest man in rugby league. It's like Matt Cooper if he became a coach. Or that guy Nick Youngfist. Oh, he didn't become a coach though. No, but if he did, you'd say he's too sexy. But yeah. Trent Barrett, 
I mean, a real rugby league Hogan, if ever I've heard of one, he looks as though he's got a real good command of that footy club in the, in the Tooves and the Hasler mould. Yeah, it's agreed. Again, I've said it before on the show there, my most respected club. Agree. Manly. They just they just get the job done. That that roster isn't well, is is the roster that bad, mate? They've got the Turbo Brothers, which are absolute freaks of nature. Turbo they Brothers, the, okay. Turbo Brothers, they're two blue chip players. Cherry Evans is a blue chip player. And We're talking power. two top tw- uh, three top twenty players in our game. And Tapao's top twenty. Tapao, you wouldn't say quite top twenty, but he's he's a very oh, he's a tier one player. He, he's a he's a very very good prop, one of the better prop forwards in the game. But apart yep. from that, mate, it's stars and scrubs, really, isn't it, in the Sea Eagles? But there, is there any other club that has epitomised the siege mentality than Manly? Like, everyone hates them, and that's just the way they like it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's, and that's why they've got the famous um, banner. What's that, what's that banner again? Doesn't the banner say, everyone hates us, but we don't care, or something? Oh, no, nah, I thought you were talking about another one, something like... Yeah, I don't know, they're all... Um, they're those classic old banners that, that they have every week. I have to dig it up. Um, any so, what was your game of the round? Game of the round for mine was the oh, geez, you put me on the spot there. Uh, whatever the one was at seven thirty. Oh, Tiger Storm. Not many tries, but How just did they uh, win because I, I, I just caught, great defence. I caught the start of it. How 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 legit is Benji Marshall at six? How legit? Oh. Is- Mate, he is so good. He is he's doing what like we wanted him to do when he was twenty five. Really? In the Kiwis team. Yeah, like getting the ball, t- telling everyone where to run, putting in like kick like really technical. His game management is is impeccable. It's like he's a you know what I mean? That he never had that game management. That was like the thing that was lacking. His reinvention. Kinda of like where we're at right now. Where we're at right now with with Sean Johnson and an Ash Taylor and those halves that are technically sort of up and coming, Johnson a bit past yep. that, but that game management is the last thing that comes together. And you know, but in, not, in not, 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 Ash Taylor has got game management. Yeah, as no, much as anyway. Okay, well, Marshall, Marshall is for not. Mate, you got to get yourself in front of a couple of Tigers games because I, I, I mean, what are they going to do with Josh Reynolds now? And even like as I, I think I was teaching you the other day. What world do we live in when Peter Godinay is the starting hooker for a top, top NRL top of the table team? I see your Peter Godinay and I raise you a Slade Griffin. Slade Griffin is decent player. <laughs> Fuck he's, off. He's been behind. He must be good. An immortal. What's Danny Levi done? Played... Does Danny Levi done a team mighty Martin? Is he rooted around someone's um? I no, he did knock that. He, did you see he knock that ice cream out of that bloke's hand? That couldn't have gone too well. Poor oh, guess Guess what? Um, that mm. night, I watched with a few lads, had a few too many beers, and gee, I was hungover yesterday. But uh, soup, you know, soup is good, mate. He said I had my uh, best ever sporting, personal sporting moment on Saturday night. What was it? Because because when I came out of this bar, it was about two a.m. at night, and you've just watched a I'll, triple hitter of league, so you're and the Warriors, yeah, yeah, so was, you're pretty high. Yeah, I was tanked, and and then I I walked out of this pub. And I was just fucking around. I don't know what I was doing. Trying to, I was just trying to find an Uber, but my credit card wasn't working for something. And I got a text. I was I called down a taxi. And then I got this text from Soup going, do you want to go to KFC? He literally like walked about a minute and a half up the road and jumped on this. He goes, I'm on the tram up the road. You, it's about to leave. Get going. And I that just 
him asked me for KFC. I sprinted, and he was hanging out the side of the tram. He goes, actually, Danny, his missus sent me a message this morning, like of a recording of him tank saying, I've never seen a guy run so fast. I've never seen you were and run I've so seen goes, you. I've seen you run, and you're quite a lumbering style, kind of like mate, Charlie Gunn. Going, yeah. Once I get going... Oh, and, he, and then we got on there and got the KFC, obviously. Well, Chapel Street? Um, yeah, Chapel Street. What about Stanfield? It was slagging it off because he couldn't get his drumsticks. Well, he, but likes I just, to, he likes to go for wicked wings, doesn't he? he oh, always, I don't know. What, he always well, requests the spicy to, wicked wings. Um, well, you know when you do weird things? Like I sat in the taxi yeah. and was really respectful to my Pakistani taxi driver by not eating my KFC in it. I waited till I got home and I sat on the ah, couch. Really yes. just enjoyed it. That's like walking down the street with a loaded gun. Like, that oh. is just impossible not to do. Like, even if you like, you just you think that you're being quiet, you reach in there and at least, like, dip a few chips into a potato and gravy. But fuck you, oh, don't want to oh, that. No, but you know what, uh, Rehari? You want to keep the box and the gravy and the chips all together as long as possible. Because what happens is the chicken aroma start to permeate the chips and the roll. Mm-hmm. And it actually becomes a better dining experience. Is there is there better bread in the world than a, just a freshly done KFC dinner roll? Now, do you put it? Do you put the potato gravy in the middle with a cup of chips? Oh, so you open up the roll and put the potato gravy inside? Yeah, just sort of spread it as like a margarine layer, and then a cup of chips on top. I know a guy that um, I happen to be in business with that was so in love with potato and gravy that one day hung over and dipped his balls in it because he just thought the texture was just <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Oh, make me. Far out. Um, so, Dragons, I go back to coaching. Are we going to have to start respecting Mary? No, more? it's... Okay, you haven't asked me, Dragons, pretenders or contenders? Pretenders or contenders? Pretenders! Are they the rabbit again? I did this last year. Um, Hang on a minute. I, they... I called this when they were in the top four, and I said they wouldn't make People the eight. Don't... People thought There's I was mad. Don't... I know, especially one of our mates that's a big Dragons man. But he just, the truth hurts sometimes. Look, I still think that they are very much a top eight team, the Dragons. No doubt about it in my mind. They're a seven to ten team and could end up anywhere there. Yeah, but I think that, that the Dragons, I just feel they're going to be, again, the difference. They, they'll win like the eight from their first ten and they'll just be too hard to claw them back. Like they might well, drop how, a few. But I was actually thinking about this the other day. We have actually... Game three of the last few years we've had has been must win. Mm. Oh, we're going to have a couple of games. Lead- How good is April going to be where we don't have must win games from April? It's just yeah. a better feeling going into the weekend, isn't it? I know. I know. Some, some pretty, like if you're looking at the table at the moment, some pretty staggering reading. The Sea Eagles have only had 19 points against them in two games, and the Tigers only 16. They've got two tries. They've, they've won two games and scored two tries. Raiders have scored nine tries and won zero games. Okay. This is going to be a good one. Real barometer for, for pretenders or contenders. The Canberra Raiders. Pretenders. You know what? I think that, you know, last year where everyone was looking at 2016 and going, oh, the Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders, and I was one of them. Did the same thing with the Panthers, but the Panthers actually came good. Yep. The Raiders... I just think that 2016 was just a random one-off year. Last year was actually more the norm for them. They're dog shit. Yeah. And I'll tell you yeah. why. Their halves are f- atrocious. Blake Austin, if you look at his whole yeah. career, right, 
He said one, Don't sleep, one great year. And that was just, I felt like 2016 for the Raiders was lightning in a bottle. And it can happen in the NRL. You can have a well, random... Jack Warden has to take a bit of ownership. He doesn't offer them any help. Okay, you've got a halves pairing of Sam Williams, Blake Austin, and then throw in Aiden Caesar. You've got Jack Warden at the back. You've got a starting hooker, Salila Havili. And you've got, you know, actually a very good centre combination. Croker and Leilua, great wingers in Cottridge and Rapana. But then a your spine is... Back. The spine's the worst spine in the NRL. Because no yeah. Hodgson. Yeah, and he's, I think he's, his career's over injury-wise. So Raiders, for me, is the big the big team who I think I just got wrong. I think I just got them badly wrong. And, you know, so, if you think about Ricky Stewart, his career as a coach is a lot more bad than good. Um, okay. And I so think it's a real the, bad year for the uh, Raiders this year. And I think that they're going to have to probably look long-term at who their halves are because I cannot see them going forward with Caesar. Austin or Sam Williams. None of them are the answer. Um, yeah, I think they're in trouble. Are they Are they good? So what's your bit of the round next week? Is there value? And I mean, oh, right, look at this. Sportsbet's got the Raiders $1.75. Yeah, home game against... They the are favourites. And so they should be. Yeah. Prove it to me, Warriors. Prove it to me week in, week out. Yeah, okay. Um, and then, so my value bit of the week, um, ladies and gentlemen is a Gold Coast... Yeah, uh, like where your head's dragons. Like that, yeah. 270. What are you getting? You're getting 270. Head to head. Jump at Clive Berghofer Stadium. What the fuck? Um, Who's Clive Berghofer? Toowoomba. Toowoomba-based. Oh, the South African uh, right-arm leg spinner. <laughs> that's a no, I don't know. But it's in Toowoomba, no banter. We're talking about regional. That's taking a regional expansion. Toowoomba's up there as a chance. Okay. I take your Titans 270 head to head and I raise you... Sunday footy, 6.30pm, Alliance, paying 3.20. The Knights with Mitchell Pierce, Connor Aiden Watson, Guerra. Aiden Guerra, Sean Kenneth Dowell coming in and beating that, the Roosters. Be, that is an old-fashioned uh, ambush. That is, is it? I like that a lot. Wow. And then you've got two Owen two teams, Eels and Sharks. Oof. The Sharks win round one? No, they lost the Cowboys. Okay, so that's interesting. You've got the Rabbitohs that are 0-2 taking on the Sea Eagles. Oh, the yeah. Raiders 0-2 taking on 2-0 Warriors. The Tigers 2-0 taking the Broncos at Campbelltown. That's going to be tough for the Broncos to go out there and beat them. No. And then, shit, Thursday night footy, the Storm in their 20th year versus the Cowboys. What about Canterbury versus Penrith? That's at Western ANZ. That's, that's Panthers all over it. Panthers, pretenders or contenders? Pretenders. Uh, contenders. Contenders. Yeah, I've been impressed with them. I, I was worried about them because they were losing these good players, but they're doing it for... But it's Hook. Do you have faith in Hook? Uh, Maloney is a big signing, isn't he? He Maloney actually is, is a more than Boylan. I think you look at Moylan and the situations that are good and situations that aren't. It's too early to tell on Moylan, but yeah, I don't know if that that situation in Cronulla. I'm not sure that they. I think they're going to have to really battle to make the eight. Who's has, has Moylan got a girlfriend? Uh, 
Yeah, it does, I think. And do you know who was what his brother does? Who's plays touch for Australia? Really? Yeah, he does. So um, Storm is their twentieth year, and they've announced their twentieth year centenary. Do you want me to read it out to you? Their top seventeen. Yeah, go. Yeah, so this is it: <clears throat> William Slater, Marcus By, Will Chambers, Matt King. Don't have any issues with those four. Sulasi Vunivalu. Two seasons. Uh, what about Aiden Quinn? Quinn, and Steve Quinn. Turner, uh, yeah, Jake well, no, Webster, other contenders. Um, I would yeah. say Israel Folau, probably for mine. Oh, how does he miss out? He misses out. Number f- number six, Greg Inglis. Not Tessa Lavia. <laughs> Not Scott Hill. Thirteen, he'll be winning. No. Was it now? Tauranikia. Seven, Cooper Cronk. Thirteen, Dallas Johnson. Tara Nikia won your premiership. Yeah, I'll get to Nikia, who's on the bench. Yeah. Ryan Hoffman, Stephen Kearney. I think you can't really argue there. Um, nah, Glenn Lazarus, who I think is a um, is tenuous at best, played two years. Oh. Cameron Smith, Jesse Bromwich. Then on the bench, Matt Geyer, Tara Nikia, Robbie Kearns, Michael Crockett. I think Michael Crockett... And if you look at Tohu Harris, and again, people might say this is just fucking biased Kiwis talking, but was he or was he not the best player in the grand final last year? He was, and he didn't get the um, Clive Churchill. No. Scott Hill, very unlucky for me, and Israel Folau. Rodney Who got Hull? the Clive Churchill last year? Billy. William Slater. Fuck. That's bullshit. Do you think Brett White or Rodney Howe over Lazarus? Lazarus played two years for the... Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Was a big fat <sighs> what about... Guy. Russell Marquette. You mean Paul Marquette? Paul Marquette. Who's that? Russell Bowden, sorry. Russell Bowden, Ben Rorty, Danny Williams, and yep. Matt Rua was the infamous Bug. bench that they used to have. And and Oh, yeah. And then oh, they'd also have... Richard coming, Swain. Yeah. Matt, yeah, Richard Swain. Uh, well, uh, Nathan Friend. Who's the guy that you almost got on the podcast, the ex-Stormer? That's... Uh, well, I can still get him ben probably. Rorty. No, that's, that's Ben Rorty, yeah. He yeah. owns like a farm up in Mildura way. Yeah, and so have you translating uh, any of your, I mean, your rugby league philanthropy from Hong Kong into Melbourne? What are you giving back to the game down in Melbourne? There's talk that you were starting a club called the Melbourne City Shiners. What happened there? Uh, we got mothballed by the Stonington City Council, uh, but I'm just fucking flat out at the moment at work. But uh, there's this other thing called the Victoria City Stormers, Tavali Elalio, one of our great... Um, Big, uh, big listeners, big fan of the show. Big listener, he's staying that up there. But that's Masters League, so you can wear like a green flag. Because I'm at my birthday in June, I'm 35, so I'm basically a Masters Leaguey. From my biography will be called from International League Player to Masters in one year. Really? Speaking of yep. Masters, does anything make you more wild than oh, Ursan Masters? Masters? Put a big you know hit on Curtis Scott, that? and he was fucking talking trash oh. to him in his face too. Love that. He is brilliant. He's just, oh, what a centre. He play, he's in my Kiwi form 13. Mm. Without a doubt. Um, who's, your, who's your early... Is there anyone that's standing up for Rookie of the Year in the first two rounds? Normally, uh, they don't pop up until later. About I know. I, was, uh, I, I had an idea of one guy. Um, any. Lachlan Croker. For the for Manly? Yep. Or the other one I thought of... Uh, no, not the Rookie of the Year, but the guy that's going to get the kudos and could be a boulder for Origin... Um, Brian, uh, what's his name? The center for Manly. 
Fucking, you are joking. No, mate, he is... Brian I've Kelly. told you for years. Good. Yeah, Kelly. He is fucking awful. He's a one-way you player. You don't know. Mate, did you see he him last year? He was, they dropped him because his defence was so bad. He's a young fella. He's an indigenous kid. Give him a break. He's all right. No, mate, he ain't good, and he will not play Origin his whole career, ever. Right, I think, look, we're boring our listeners. You need to say something different, or we need to say goodbye and... Um, see them next week alright so what are you looking what are you looking most forward to we went through those games any sort of yeah. matchups or what about hang on quickly Bulldogs Panthers Aaron Woods the haircut surely oh. we've got to cover that he got rid of it in the weekend so I've heard this but I didn't see the Bulldogs play did he just go did he shave it off yeah just shaved it off based fuck what did what did he think walking out of the barber like I know this I've had again people from work work walk into the office after a um, lunchtime haircut and shit like the term lunchtime haircut the people say that they go out for a lunchtime haircut sounds like a rub and tug doesn't it does not sound like any sane thing that someone would do I well it's not I... a bad idea for a little business in crow's nest there actually have a hairdresser with rub and tugs well that's what China all Chinese apparently Vietnam's tugs, got that uh, what's it uh, called um, hairdressers any hot pot um, but I walked into the office with a shit haircut and I sent him out again and said, you go get that tidied up. That's abysmal. Now, someone should have said that to Woods in the changing sheds and not waited to the whole of Australia. I blame his teammates there and I don't think that the, the, all is right in the dogs, but for someone to walk out on the field with that haircut, his mates aren't looking out for him. Uh, agreed, agreed. But, I mean, he's got mates like David Clemmer, let's be honest. That's just tight, him. How's Kieran Foran going for the dogs? And first round, I thought yep. it looked pretty good. What about um, yep. pretty average? And I'm, to be honest, I'm happy about it. I've lost a lot of respect for that guy. You yeah. see him parading on Instagram? Yeah. Yep. It's not. It's not yeah, flash. Think about the kids. I just hope that he gets it back. Um. Yeah, he looked good round one. Do so, you really care now? No, nah, I, I, I did love Foran. So I don't think his body's up to it, mate. I don't think that, I think that that's what will stop him. He just he just just was went too hard those first few years in the league. He ran too straight too early. Yeah, hundred percent. He strained the attack up too much. 100%. But man, they don't care. They got what they wanted out of him. They got a title out of him, didn't they? Two thousand eleven, I was there against me Warriors. Um, all right, mate. Well, this is you know we're a bit rusty, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of comments from the fans. We're going to get big on Twitter. Yep, so, so legal underscore council at Twitter. Isn't it legal dot council? Um, no, you're right. Legal, legal but cancel. And I've likewise, got to watch the spelling. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one to spell. Um, there's some. Hopefully, we will be sending out to our database. Please like us on SoundCloud, subscribe to us on iTunes, and leave us some nice little comments there because um, that helps get us ratings up. So um, we'll be back weekly, probably Sunday, coming out Monday from now on. Do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. We, the, the crowd wants it. If yeah. you don't want us to record and you've had enough and you think we're shit, let us know as well. Yeah, all feedback's love, requested. We'd love to hear your negative feedback too. Um, it's all the same. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting into a Twitter argument with someone. So, yeah, come on, have a go. All right. Okay. Well, we'd love to hear some questions from Twitter. It's the best place to contact us and um, gives us a few sort of few uh, few days to prepare as well. Um, all right, mate. Well, we'll see you next week. You've got to love your league. Got to love your league. See you, mate. See you.